Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast. It was a very busy week here for our team of analysts with a lot of interesting data to dig into. High Ground kicked off Monday by releasing our monthly dairy price forecast, which was full of international fundamental analysis, as well as our price outlook through 2023 on CME dairy products. On Tuesday, there was a relatively bearish global dairy trade event, which the market was pricing in heading into this week. Wednesday, we did our weekly analysis of European energy exchanges, dairy indices, but we were also hit with a March U.S. milk production report, March trade data from China, and February export figures from the European Union, as well as an update on what milk production looks like within Europe. And then we close the week out with updated cheese and butter inventories as the USDA just put out cold storage figures for March as well. (laughs) Sounds like about enough for one week, Alyssa. I don't know about you. (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, I think I'll start from a U.S. milk perspective. It's, of course, one of, I think, my favorite reports of the month. And uh, into March, it was pretty much as expected. We saw that U.S. production was down 0.5%. You alluded the uh, forecast, Alyssa, and of course, that webinar that we presented on Tuesday to customers. If you were there, you would have seen that our official forecast was down 0.3%. So again, largely in line with expectations and at its surface, fairly neutral. I do think, though, that digging into some of this data, though, there are a few uh, different points in here that kind of lean slightly bearish over the long term. From a U.S. herd size perspective, we saw a pretty significant uh, 10,000 cow uh, revision in February's data. That's a revision higher. And then the herd size grew by an additional 15,000 cows into March. So on a report-to-report basis, we're up 25,000 cows versus where we thought we were one month ago. Uh, Importantly, when we compare that against prior year, cows were growing quickly in Q2 2021 as well. So on a year-over-year basis, we're still uh, fairly weak. We're down 87,000 head. But as we move into the second half of the year, and as I anticipate that the herd size will keep growing fairly steadily here in the near term, and especially into the summer, depending on what margins look like, we'll probably return to parity fairly quickly, which will provide a boost on milk output uh, versus prior year throughout uh, the later part of 2022. Also briefly, I think milk per cow, importantly, still just up 0.4%, lower than the long-term average, but that is a better number versus what we've seen over the past few months. On an individual state basis, uh, in the top three states, California, Wisconsin, and now Texas, which is regularly the number three milk producing state having overtaken Idaho recently, all those states higher versus prior year, but of the remaining top 24, two thirds of those remain down versus prior year. Pretty interesting. I think um, importantly throughout the spring flush, probably still expecting a weaker output versus prior year. But as I mentioned, into the back half of the year, uh, probably going to see some strength in U.S. milk output. 
Oh, thanks so much for that insight, Lucas. I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate that. Is there any chance you've had time to look at that cold storage report? I know it just came out about 20 minutes ago as we're recording this, but on the surface, it looked pretty bullish cheese, which is kind of the opposite of the way the market's been trading over the past couple of weeks with this volatility. Yeah, pretty interesting. Just um, an initial glance at these numbers before I dive into this analysis here on Friday afternoon. But yeah, you're right. Um, From a cheese perspective, both American style cheese specifically and total cheese output, we saw uh, stocks shrink in March, which is very much opposite trend. Uh, If I look at the February to March total cheese stocks trends, we were down 9 million pounds this year into March. It is actually the first March decline since 2011, so more than a decade since we've seen uh, cheese stocks shrink in the month. From a March cheese production standpoint, I, I think that we saw fairly strong output similar to those February numbers. So this implies some pretty strong demand into the month, which does explain why cheese has been fairly supported at these very high levels, even if we have seen some heightened volatility, as you mentioned recently. Interesting. Yeah, just on the uh, briefly on butter here, we had saw a slightly larger than a normal climb into March, but overall, I think uh, butter still fairly aligned versus where we thought it would be. We stocks are still weaker versus both prior year and two years ago, so continues to uh, support these uh, pretty strong butter prices that we expect will persist here throughout this calendar year. Speaking of U.S. inventory, uh, we also got some insight into China. China must be sitting on some pretty decent powder stocks given their lack of presence on the GDT this week. Yeah, those uncertainties in China kind of coupled with Fonterra's announcement to bring offer volumes forward to Q2 drove the declines that we saw at the global dairy trade event on Tuesday. It would have taken a really strong global demand increase outside of China to keep markets supported, but there are likely a lot of buyers just waiting for the next contract period to lock in their needs into the new season within New Zealand. North Asia, primarily represented by China, their market share increased slightly from the historically weak auction at the first April event, but volumes remain well below last year. Last year's demand from North Asia, though, did reach record levels on the platform as the region purchased in a very counter-seasonal manner throughout the first half of 2021. Whole milk powder experienced a sharp downturn with C2 regular dropping 7.4% from the prior auction. That's the steepest we've seen since August of 2020. Skim milk powder rolled back for the first time since last July as buyers reassess these current levels with a lack of fresh bullish news to inject confidence into these prices. Fat results lean neutral for butter and bullish on anhydrous milk fat with some interesting demand trends observed. Yeah, I think reverting back to those uh, Chinese demand trends, we got Chinese import data, as you mentioned. China's import volume sank uh, almost across the board into March, but I think it's also important to remember that Q1 as a whole was pretty solid for whole milk powder due to strong demand in January and February that helped build some of those inventories that we were talking about. The biggest year-over-year drop by volume in March was whey. China's hog industry is cutting back on protein-rich feed and instead replacing that best and higher quality feed with cheaper and often lower quality substitutes, hurting those whey import values. 
Yes, there's so much to cover on China, which we, of course, attempted to cover in our monthly forecast report as well. These lockdowns as a result of the zero COVID policy in China is having far-reaching impacts on China's consumption of dairy as well as their economy. China's port congestion is also an issue on the radar, and according to an article that we read from Freight Waves, this could turn into the biggest supply chain issue since the start of the pandemic if China's marine shipping congestion isn't cleared up soon, which is the last thing we need. As always, this is just the tip of the iceberg for everything that happened in markets this week. So to learn more, head to our website and read our comprehensive analysis for the week. Of course, if you aren't a customer, make sure you're keeping your finger as close to the pulse as possible on global dairy markets. Head to our website and request a free trial today. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.